Welcome to another episode of Call to Marriage. I'm Marcia. And I'm Thomas. And as you might be able to hear in the background, <laughs> we're in a new location today. Yep. A location that's worth mentioning since part of this podcast is for us to remember our wonderful times in China and in whatever season of life we're in as we're recording so that our kids will hear and one day we'll hear and be glad. So in all the time that, you know, the coronavirus paranoia and everything has been going on and shops have been closed and stuff, there's one shop which has been very, um, what's the word? word like you know when you're in a battle and you keep fighting like kind of like persistent resilient maybe they're both qualified (laughs) (laughs) yes and that shop is called i'm fine coffee shop thomas and i love this shop and we come here all the time and we decided that we would make this one of the places that we record our podcast (laughs) yep and they offered uh kind of like membership, a 30-day exclusive thing where they give you coffee every day. For me, it's like basically free because the money we paid, I feel like it was just like paying for a workspace. I feel like the coffee is like an added benefit. So every day for 30 days, we get coffee and we get to be here. It's, It's the equivalent for me. It's like a workspace. I'm really thankful to God that we have this place, not just to do our podcast, but for anything, just to get out of the house and think. So anyway, yes, Thomas, anything to add? <laughs> I'm just glad they stayed open. Yes. They really kept our hopes alive. Yes. In a time when almost everything was closed, mm-hmm. they still opened up, they stayed in touch, they kept. It was more than just providing a service. It was just kind of telling people, Hey, it's not over. You can still get out of your house every now and then. Just pass through, grab a cup of coffee. We have a place for you to stay just exactly. briefly and then go back to just this staying in the room almost all day without doing anything or going anywhere. So I respect them for that. Mm-hmm. And I am 100% willing to patronize their services. I feel more happy. It's like, yeah, I'm with you guys. Yeah, it's more than similarly. just coming here to spend time or use your space. I feel like we're family because the way they thought and the way they handled themselves really represented my character. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, there is hope. We don't have to panic. Our conversation doesn't only have to be about this coronavirus, whatever. We can come here and smile. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah, and you actually perfectly expressed their attitude. That's kind of what we thought about it, but it turns out that's really how they felt in it all, too. They didn't just stay open to try to, you know, stay in business or make a little money while everything's shut down. They really did have an attitude of it's not about making money. It's about showing a spirit, like a fighting spirit, and giving people kind of a haven in the midst of, you know, the storm, so to speak. So, yeah. Okay, to the topic at hand. Sure. We're talking about the significance of good friends. Right. Yes. Thomas and I are blessed in that we both have really excellent, amazing friends in our lives. 
And I mean, we honestly have great people all around us, some of whom we've mentioned in the past, like from our church family to our own personal families, which they're friends to us too. Like our parents are friends to us too, in some sense, our siblings and others. But I think we want to focus on kind of friendships like that we've had. Yeah, that have really made a difference in our lives. And the scripture that we're going to share to go along with that today comes from Proverbs 27, verses, uh, verse 17. It's the right place to go, Proverbs. Yeah. And it says, "Iron, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Hmm. Is it true, Thomas? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to friends and the people you spend time with, it's clear. We, we all know that you become what your friends are. Mm. It's very difficult to walk with people you have sharp differences with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So truly, we sharpen each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about our friends. Well, actually, before we talk, or maybe we can be talking about our friends all throughout, but to kind of make it make sense. So the significance of good friends, first of all, what would you or who would you qualify as a good friend? Excuse me, I'll just <laughs> sip in my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. And then he sips another sip. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I came here for. <laughs> um, what would I call a good friend? Mm-hmm. That's actually a good question. Um, there, there are a number of things I would consider. But first of all, I want a friend who one shares my values. And then not only that, but challenges me to rise up to my own values Mm, very well said right so that 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 would be my first criteria Mm. i agree (laughs) (laughs) what else yeah i mean i feel like that is the foundation Within that, within my values, there are a number of things I can talk about. Yes. So why don't you get into at least one or two important ones? Like my values as a Christian man Mm -hmm. calls for a friend who shares in the same value, meaning a Christian, and not just someone who calls themselves a, a Christian, but also challenges me to... Um, rise up to my that value of being a good Christian man. Mm. So I want someone who is both a Christian as I am and is constantly pursuing what the Bible teaches Yep. so that I feel like I'm running with someone like we read in the scripture, mm-hmm. someone who can sharpen me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That sharpening is really, really important. Yeah. You know, the Bible says, Mm -hmm. sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. When the axe is down, more strength is needed. Mm. Right? So we we need people who can sharpen us to be sharp. Then we can cut (laughs) and cut deep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Yeah, cut with precision. Mm. Well said. Yep. So as a Christian man, as a husband, as a man in my family, in my community, really in all areas of life, people who share my values, my friends sharing my values, mm-hmm. and they are running to, and I'm running, and we've heard it said time and time over again that sometimes it's about who you're running with, right? Mm-hmm. If you're running with someone who is slow, even when you're not running fast enough, you feel like you're winning, but you're not until reality hits. So you need someone who has the pace to keep you going even mm-hmm. when you're tired because they are running you they're not going to stay there and wait for you they might help you but they're still running and you have to run with them so in times of weaknesses and even in time of times of strength you have someone who matches up your strength Mm -hmm. who is running with you and then when you fall they can still pick you up as the bible says about two is better than one Mm -hmm. so friends really hold an important place in our lives Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So I thank God so much that I have really great friends who tell me the truth and who are honest with me and who I can confide in. And yes. So (laughs) when I think about my friends, I want to talk specifically about them because, again, we want to, this is also like for our memories and for our children and stuff. So yeah, sure. Thinking about that, I'll start with my oldest friend. (laughs) Her name is Rochelle. Rochelle. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Rochelle is my oldest friend. I've known her since like fifth grade and... The reason why she's still my friend to this day is what you were saying earlier. We're both Christians. And so I think the things we went through as like preteens and teens and stuff, everybody was kind of going through a lot of that stuff. So in one sense, I could have talked to anyone. But the thing is, she had my same values. So I could tell her and she would understand because she was my peer But at the same time, she didn't let me kind of boast in my mistakes and stuff. She just understood me, empathized with me, but always encouraged me to live up to the ideals and values that that I had and that we shared. So to this day, Rochelle is my dear friend. Yeah. Yeah. We can Mm -hmm. talk about anything and... We care about each other. You sure do. And we try to lift each other up. And we are gracious toward one another. So, Rochelle, shout out to you, girl. If you're listening, I love you. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's Joanna. And I met Joanna when I was in college. I think I met her at church, I guess. And... We, again, bonded on the basis of faith because the thing is, I had great friends who I'm still friends with to this day, and I'm also going to mention them later. But Joanna and I shared a special bond 
on the basis, again, of our faith. That is something that just ties you to somebody, like, spiritually. Yeah. Yeah. So when I wanted to hold myself to a certain standard, she understood. I didn't have to, like, explain because we were on the same page. And so she let me be a little bit hard on myself, even though she didn't, you know, like push me down, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to have friends who are going to like make my improper behavior seem okay. Like, oh, girl, why are you even tripping about that? That's not even a problem. (laughs) Like everybody does that. No, I want to, I want a friend who says like, yeah, like I really understand how you feel and it's hard, it's tempting. And I'm glad that you are, you know, trying to get to a better place or if you don't see it, then I want a friend. If I don't see it, I want a friend who's able to tell me. Yeah. Remember, like this is the kind of person that you want to be, or this is the this is the wisdom for this you know situation. And I think you're not, you know, seeing that or whatever. Right. Yeah. See, that's love right there. Exactly. That's what love looks like. Yeah. Really. So, and of course, we had fun together too. Friendship is you know bonding and doing things together and stuff too, but. I I think the thing that makes the friendship last is just that trust that I don't just trust you to confide in you, but I trust you that you're going to tell me something good. You're going to give me wise counsel. You're going to remind me of the things that I hold dear. Um, values, like Thomas said. Yeah. Same thing with Ariane. Ariane is another friend I made when mm-hmm. I was in college. And you just had a conversation with her yesterday. I did. I did. I did. What a great friend. And the thing that reminded me that she was a great friend, I know it anyway, but we were talking about something and then she just started encouraging me. She was just like, girl, don't be afraid. You know, the Bible says that we, we um, shouldn't fear and that we need to trust God. And like, uh, I forget what we were talking about. It was, But she said a bunch of stuff. She just started encouraging me. I didn't ask her. She just started encouraging me. And in my heart, I was just like, that's why you're my friend. Because you are an, you are an encouragement to me, you know. And you're doing the same thing that I said, you know, that Joanna and Rochelle also do with me. Reminding me of my beliefs and what I hold dear because life is hard and sometimes we forget and we need people who have, you know, the same values to remind us, keep us on, on the path. Um, so Ariane, very special friend. She's also someone who has a lot of faith and she's pursuing after purpose and that's inspiring to me, which leads me to my friends who, Um, I don't connect with them as much on a spiritual level, but I respect them for some certain reasons. And they're dear to me because they were a part of my life story, kind of. So Nikisha is someone who I knew from like just before entering college. I met her online and then I should have asked her to be my roommate, but I thought it was too (laughs) forward. So I just let the cards fall where they, you know, fell and ended up with a random roommate who I didn't like and I regretted. And after that, we we corrected it. We were like, nope, we're going to live together. And we lived together for the remaining three years of college. 
So I met her online and then I got to meet her in person when I got to the school and we got to the campus and we truly did become friends and she became my best friend. Shout out to Nikisha. Shout out to she Nikisha. Yep. Shout out to Nikisha. She just got engaged, which is a beautiful thing. And I thank God. Um, and she was just so constant in my life. I don't know why she tolerated me, honestly. <laughs> but that's also helpful in a friendship sometimes is someone who can deal with you, like someone who actually wants to be around you and who can deal with your things because think about it like the other friends i mentioned before i've never lived with them nikisha is someone i lived with for three years and actually well i did live with arian for a little while but that's neither here nor there so (laughs) it was just it was very short um but i lived with nikisha for three years it's easy even it's easy to be friends with someone when you don't live with them but when you live with them it's also easy to get annoyed with someone or get um, tired of their habits or whatever. And I don't know, I feel like Nikisha put up with a lot with me because I feel like I wasn't the perfect roommate, but I always admired her. And sometimes their friends hold different purposes in your life. And for her, she was always a motivation for me because she was so smart and hardworking and so gifted. And she was so like, she was goals. <laughs> she was just goals. She was Form confident. Thinking. Yeah. So like we were the same major and I actually failed a bunch of classes and fell behind. So like we used to be in the same classes and then I like fell out of, (laughs) I fell, (laughs) I fell like a semester behind in all the classes and stuff. So, you know, you might think like, okay, now we can't take the same classes anymore. Maybe we're going to like fall distant and stuff, but no, she always kind of like carried me along. And that meant a lot to me because I remember like I, the Indian kids were always really smart. We were science majors and there were a lot of Indian kids. And I've, I remember thinking like they all kind of like stick together. And like when I wanted help, I felt like I didn't know how to like get help from them and how to connect with them and stuff. But Nikisha, even though we, we fell out of being in the same classes, she always kind of pulled me along with her and where we could, we did end up taking the same classes and stuff um, or taking classes together. And we just helped each other along like, I I think I can definitely credit her for my graduating on time. Like she was definitely an an instrumental part of me keeping it together when I was in college. And she just... so helpful. Yeah. She just taught me a lot. And I didn't end up being a pharmacist. That was both of our goals. But she's a pharmacist now. And like what a great example. Someone who set out to do something and did it. You know, she accomplished her goals and she's always been confident and she's always just carried herself well. And I admire that about her. And so we just have this mutual respect for each other and this care that just won't go away. So (laughs) to me, it was a friendship worth keeping. And I think for her as well. And I'm so thankful to God for that. And we see good in each other. Um. And then there are my other college friends. I'll mention them more briefly because um, time is running out. (laughs) But I do want to shout out, you know, oh, Jessica, a dear friend. I met her in my second year of college and I ended up living with her for a year. Uh, Nikisha, too. Um, And she's someone who also loves the Lord. And I just want to make note of that because that also made our bond special. 
And she was a good example for me too, because like she was the first of us to get married. And I remember talking to her, like when she got married, when she had a kid, all that stuff. And she's an honest person, a gracious person. And she was like a source of advice and just someone to talk to all through the like seasons of Mm -hmm. life. So shout out to Jessica. Then we have Larissa, Yannick. Am I missing anyone? Sorry if I'm missing anyone. I think that should be it. (laughs) Yeah, I think that should be it. Larissa and Yannick also lived with them for a year, built a good bond. And that's, man, I thank God because roommates can really go sour. I know that my freshman freshman year of college, it wasn't that bad anyway, but we just didn't really bond. Mm. But the rest of the three years, like my roommates were so amazing. And not everybody has that story. Some people were switching roommates every year or just had to live by themselves because they felt like they couldn't live with a roommate. But, you know, you, you got to save money. Like, so I had a chance to save money and then had a genuinely good roommate experience. Yeah. But anyway, enough of my rambling. I just want to, you know, thank God good. for my friends. Yeah, I think it's really I like important. hearing you talk about your friends. Yeah, they mean a lot to me. And I think I could have been a worse person if I, <laughs> if I didn't have good friends. Because, like, another verse in the Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. And there's a saying even in like the world that, you know, show me who your five closest friends are and I'll show you like who you are kind of thing. And if I didn't have good friends around me, I definitely wouldn't be where I am today. So obviously I thank God first and foremost, because I think he put those people in my life and gave me discernment to know who's, who's helpful in my life and healthy in my life. But at the same time, after thanking God, of course, I want to thank my friends themselves, you know, and I want to thank like my family and everybody. I feel like I'm accepting an award. <laughs> thank you so much for this Oscar. I want to thank God. I want to thank my family. I can't do it without you. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I am who I am today because of wonderful people. But I really thank God first and foremost because I think he did it for me. Yeah. Okay, Thomas, your turn. I haven't met Thomas's friends in person, but I've talked to them on the phone and they are wonderful. He has really great friends. I'm not surprised because, you know, I married him and he's a good person. (laughs) So good people usually have good friends. But yeah, tell me about your friends, my love. Oh, my friends. Well, it just occurred to me that almost all of my best friends have names that begin with the alphabet E. So I have Eric, I have Emmanuel, I have Evans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then I have Dave and Stewart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... I would say my long-standing friend is Eric. Mm. We went to the same primary school. We grew up in the same town. We played soccer together. We went to the same high school. We go all the way. (laughs) He knows me inside out. He knows when I'm lying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he's he's my best friend for sure. Um, We've been through a lot. And we're still good friends. We share lots in common. He's a Christian. 
a strong young man full of purpose too. But I would say that in order to just, you know, just say one or two things that matter to me as far as my friends are concerned. Uh, each of my friends represents something or a part of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so good to have. Mm-hmm. Like my friends define a certain part of my life. So when I talk about Seward, Stewart and I also grew up in the same town. So me, Stewart, Eric, you've seen our picture. <laughs> we went to the same high school. We grew up in the same town and we've known each other for a long time. Stewart represents the part of my life that is concerned with purpose and godliness, I would say. So he's a purpose-driven guy. He founded an NGO, Child Lift, and to this day, we are still working together on the NGO. He drives me. He makes me want to get up and do what God has called me to do. He doesn't play any games, and he's uh, mature than I am in terms of age and in many other things. So I do learn from him, although he also learns from me. It's friendship anyway. So Stewart represents that part of my life that when it comes to vision, when it comes to being actively involved in the callings of God, we share that. When we work together, we're like, yes, 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 we're just doing it. And then Eric is <laughs> a combination of the silly part, like just stupid things and um, just that person to talk to, to be real with, you know what I mean? That person you can share jokes with. Of course, I can laugh with all of my friends, but when I meet with Eric, it's just going down. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel that way about Nikisha too. Yeah. <laughs> we laughed. Mm-hmm. We just laugh like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. And he also represents the part of me that deals with um, virtues like openness, accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just tell him what's going on. I just tell him what it is without thinking hard about it. And again, I, I can do that with almost all of my friends, but he doesn't even have to ask me. Like when I'm talking with Stewart, like I said, we're talking about how the NGO is going. It's more or less a little bit formal, I'll say. But Eric, it's highly informal. So we mm. have this space to talk all the um, nasty things you want to talk. He insults me. <laughs> he calls me out like crazy. It's like, you are being stupid. You need to stop doing that. That kind of friend. Mm-hmm. And don't call me again. The next time you call me, if you've not done it, that's it. I won't even pick up your call. That kind of silly friend, mm-hmm. which is very helpful. And then I have Evans. Evans... Um, we bond spiritually. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about being informal or formal. We share a little bit of both, but we, 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 we talk more about spiritual issues. When I'm with Evans, we're praying. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. When I'm with Evans, we're having Bible studies. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so natural to us. We cannot be in the same room and not find ourselves going through the Bible mm-hmm. and not find ourselves holding hands, like hand in hand, 
praying. We could pray for hours in praying for people. And he switches that part of my life. Mm. I'll have a brief chat with him, five, ten minutes. And right after that, I feel like I just had a Bible study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we start praying. And we have things to pray about. So he represents that part of my life. And then I have Dave, which you know him. <laughs> he, I would say, currently, he is the friend who is really into my life together with Eric. It's Dave and Eric. He fits everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's older than me. And he is an advisor. Mm-hmm. He sees more than I do. He he's like a big brother, I would mm-hmm. say. I go to him and I tell him what's on my mind. I go to him and I tell him things that I've been struggling with. I go to him and I tell him um, what what he thinks. Ask him what he thinks about certain specific things in life. Talk about discussing my visions and plans with someone to go through. Talk about the friend who knows everything from my bank accounts, details. He has my voter ID card in Ghana. Talk about the friend that I need, um, the friend that I call when I need someone to run an important errand for me. Like when we're getting married, it was Dave I called. He went to the high court, got the necessary documents that we needed to get married here. He knows my whatever, my name, my date of birth, my bank account, my voter ID, like my credentials. He knows me uh, inside out. He has all of my details. He has my birth certificate. He has a copy of everything that I have because we share that. And I have his too. Mm. So, yeah. Sometimes I just take pictures like I was going through my stuff yesterday. I found uh, one of my old bank cards that has my bank account on it. I just took a picture of it, sent it to Dave. I'm like, you better keep this. I don't know. I might lose it. (laughs) (laughs) So I just sent it to him and then he's like, yeah, I have the bank card. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so just see it right there. I'm like, I might lose this. I needed to keep the bank account because one day when I can't find it, I'm going to call you. Mm. And then it's like, yeah, right. I have the card too. Wow. And then, yeah. So we Powerful. <laughs> bond in that way. So it tells you how Dave is like the universal friend that I have. Mm. We talk about spiritual issues, politics, whatever. Mm-hmm. He advises me. I advise him. He knows everything going on. When we were getting ready to get married, when nobody knew, he knew. He knew I was going to propose to you. He knew everything mm-hmm. <laughs> before it finally happened. Yeah, so I have Dave, Evans, Eric, and then I have Cuba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuba is the oldest friend I have, mm. who actually happens to be my sister's ex-boyfriend. <laughs> it's kind of strange. <laughs> so my sister dated him. That was when I was just about to get out of high school, going to college. And I got to know him. We became good friends. 
and they didn't work out between him and my sister. They didn't get married, but we still stayed friends, and we are still friends to this day. And he is a professional radiologist, radiographer, <laughs> radiologist. Yeah, he's an experienced guy. He studied in Cuba, so we call him Cuba. Mm-hmm. But his real name is Kofi, and he's he's married now. He's got three beautiful daughters, doing well, and he is the oldest friend I have. And I talk about marital issues with him. Talk about having children. Talk about having plans as it relates to wealth and assets, education. Should I go for a master's all the way up to PhD? What do you think about this field? What's trending? He advises me on those things. And yeah, I recently talked to him about having kids and he was like, just go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Just start, start now. No, don't wait, just start. So yeah. Those, in summary, those are the friends that I have. And each of them hold a specific, important place in my life. And depending on what I want to talk about and what crisis or problem or challenge I have in life, I will know which one of them to talk to. However, it's possible that I can discuss anything at all with any one of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel really similarly about my friends, yeah. And I was thinking about Nikisha more. I probably don't have to say this, but I just, I don't know. I felt like I was missing something in what I was, in expressing why she was my friend. But actually, a lot of the things you said drew out some of the things that I felt like I missed, that she also serves that purpose in my life. And then also, or namely, like when you were talking about Eric, as far as he's kind of like that truth teller, like that, say it like it is in that funny yep. way. You know, that that's a special part of her personality that not everybody has that. And I don't know if everybody has a friend like that. Certainly not everybody has that personality. But she has this way of like saying the raw truth. Yeah. But it's it's like funny. Like so you can't even, it doesn't sting as much because she has this way of saying it that it's not any less direct or true, but then it's not. It doesn't have that sting to it because there's this, you know, this lightness and there's this just, this just what it is, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but Nikisha has that. And it's such a good quality. I can remember sometimes, like when I was in college, I remember I was obsessed with this guy and she used to tell me, not that I listened right away, please, but <laughs> sometimes I was a stubborn friend, you know, <laughs> but I did care about, I, and I respected her advice. I just didn't have the willpower to go through with it. Yeah. But she used to tell me like, this guy doesn't care like about you and just move on, like get over him. He's not worth your time, stuff like that. And I just love that she was able to be that person for me. I think she was she was more direct a lot of times, mm-hmm. or one of my more, most direct friends. And yeah, I'll always appreciate that because I needed that at that time. And as far as being able to receive good friendship, I want to add that like you have to allow people to play that role in your life, and then yeah, you can benefit. Sure. Yeah, because like like you said, we have some of our friends who are like a little bit older than us who are. Mm-hmm playing that mentor role or that's the purpose partner role. Yeah, or right. The, mentor is a good word. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about me and Cuba. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in order for you to have like that 
like to benefit from the relationships, you have to be willing to accept, to hear the, the advice. You might not always take it, but you have to be able to respect it and accept it. And, you know, I, I'm reminded of, I know it's not the, the suitable scripture because God is our father and, and a father chastises their child because they love them. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, um, it, it, that kind of reminds me of friendship too, because like a, a friend doesn't, doesn't chastise you, but a friend counsels you. And when a friend counsels you, it can sting. The truth hurts sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be offensive, but you know that they do it out of love the same way that a parent chastises a child out of love. And so, and so yeah, when I think about the role they play, I think that I benefited to, not that I was perfect at it, but I think you do have to be someone who can hear good yeah. counsel. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to say something. I have a question for you, but I want to let, give you space to respond first. I just quickly want, want to say that I, I think our friends are the extensions of ourselves. Arianne said that so, to me on the phone the other day. I was like, I don't know why I have a, as good a friend as you. And she's like, you attract who you are. And that's yeah. why we're friends. And I was my, like, wow. My friends are my extension. So yeah. when they tell me something, like Dave sometimes, he just tells me things. I, I learned so much from him. I think I'm selfless. Dave is like 10 times selfless. Mm. And I look at him doing the things that, he does, and I'm like, boy, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. I, I want to be like that. He's sacrificing for people. He's running errands from, for people. He's giving his time away to help people. And that evokes something in me. It's like, yeah, 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 that's, that's what I want to be. That's, that's me. So when they tell me something, I feel like I'm saying that to myself, but in a different way. That's, it's Another part of me is reflected in them. Like, yeah, I, I, I like what you're saying, even though it doesn't feel good right now. But yeah, it, it's good. I would do it painfully. Just like sometimes we talk ourselves into doing things that we know are important, but it's hard for us. Just hearing it from another person's mouth makes it good. And sometimes, honestly, it is to honor my own work to 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 them to like I've told Dave, I like how selfless you are and I'm really learning from you. And then there's an opportunity to be selfless. And then, you know, I talk to him about something and then he's like, hey, you have to do it for the person. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I remember saying I want to be like you and now it's your chance to put that into action. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love my friends. I really feel like mm-hmm. I have a circle of family. And you know, I come from a small household. I only have one sibling. So when I look around with the friends that I have, I feel like, yeah, this is family. This is my family. I feel really close to them. Mm-hmm. Even my parents are very, very close to my friends. You hear me talk about my mom and Dave all the time. And yeah, my mom calls them when it's their birthdays, even mm-hmm. before I do. Mm-hmm. So we have that closeness, that bond, to the point where my mom says, I have adopted Dave. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's, he's going to be one of my 
sons. It's so nice to have friends like that. Mm-hmm. Whom your family will look at and say, yeah, we love him too. Mm-hmm. It, it just pleases my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So I was thinking um, to what we were saying earlier as far as um, you attract who you are or your friends are an extension of who you are. I wanted to ask you why the or what you think you also kind of bring into the friendship because as I was talking about my friends, I just mm. realized like they do so much for me. And yeah, and I was like, who am I to them? Like, I don't even know, but it's it's good to reflect on it because a friendship does go both ways and there is a reason why they also like to have us in their lives. And I'm not trying to mm. use this as an opportunity to boast about ourselves. I actually just want to think about the, re- the reciprocity of, of friendship and also just to reflect on another aspect of, yeah, the other the other aspect of, of friendship, I guess. So Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel like? That would be an excellent question to ask my friends. Right. <laughs> sure. But anyway, uh, we can so. Like, why are you my friend? <laughs> Um, I think for each one of them I can look at something but I'll just find what is common I would say and like you said not not to sound boastful but I think I represent some kind of unconditional love in the lives of my friends Mm -hmm. yeah I they say things that make me feel like they feel loved. Mm. They feel like, why Why are you loving me? Why do you care about me? Mm. I, you don't even have to. I, they get baffled sometimes at the things that I do and how I treat them. And I have a very special, everyone has a special relationship with their parents anyway. Whether it's good or bad, it's special. Mm-hmm. But my relationship with my mom is such that I discuss my friends with my mom. Mm-hmm. I make a friend and we're going home. <laughs> and like, mom, that's my friend. Mm-hmm. And we exchange contacts. Yeah, you can call my mom anytime. Mom, you can call him anytime. This is his birthday. I saved their birthday. So my mom's phone for her and she knows him. So it's like that. And I think that, and that's just one example of it. It makes people feel like, this is so unconditional. This mm. is before we even say the word go. Like, <laughs> I haven't done anything for you. We're we friends. Yes, cool. And it's it's like that. Like, you're, you're being so real. You're talking to your mom about me. Like, you're saying all these nice and good things about me. We are family. Like, we are blood. You've seen my phone. I save my friends. Contact to my phone with blood mm-hmm. <laughs> so dave blood true eric blood mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like yeah this is family mm-hmm. and i think that makes my friends feel special mm. and it gives them reason to value me too it's mm. like yeah this guy is giving himself he's giving all there isn't anything else mm-hmm. and truly that's what i do mm-hmm. like, i love my friends i cherish them they mean so much to me. I would sacrifice for them. I can give a lot of examples, but again, I don't want to sound even more boastful. But I want <laughs> to say that, <laughs> yeah, 
it's hard for me to talk about it. It would be nice to hear it from our friends. But yeah, anyway, yeah. For sure. the sake of the conversation. Yeah, so I think that's what I bring into my friendships. They see the sense of value that I have for them. And I give them a place in my life. Like, you hold this place. Mm. You have a place. It's not like, you know, hit and run kind of friends. We meet and talk that's about it. You have a place. You can talk to me. You can call me out. I will call you when I need someone to talk to. I'll make I'll I'll make you feel like yeah, this place is for you. Mm-hmm. And your word means something to me. Mm-hmm. It's important to me what you say about my life and what you say about the things I do. Like I talk to Cuba, he says this and that. Um, this is how marriage is. You should be careful. Da da da. Like yeah, I take it. I take it. The mm-hmm. next time I'm talking to him, I'm giving him feedback. Yeah, I was thinking about what you said, and I did this, and I did that, and thank you. That kind of, you know, relational balance, I think, makes my friend, my friends feel special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I relate to what you said. A couple of things, especially that um, your friends know that they're loved by you, and also you give them a a clear place in your life. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do the same. And like one thing, comment that I get a lot, not even just from my friends, even from like my family, I do a good job of um, calling people. <laughs> I like to keep in touch with people who I mm. feel like, I, you know, hold value in my life. Yeah. And, and I'm not shy about it. So even if I don't take offense, like if someone doesn't call me, I still try and call them and call them and just try to get in touch yeah. with them because I value them. And I think they recognize that I value them and that they have a place in my life and that makes them appreciate our friendship. Another thing is, I hope anyway, this is an assumption. <laughs> I know that it's it's valued for some of my friends. I don't know for all, but um, that my faith and Christian values also is something that is reciprocal, like the same way I value being able to get Christian advice and someone who kind of upholds those values. I think yeah. that that works vice versa too. Yeah. That I'm also someone who loves the Lord and who's going to give you, you know, wise counsel according to what I know from, from the Bible and from God, what God says is good and what I understand to be good, even from my experience mm. and stuff like that. And that's, that's also there. And then another side too is, just an openness. I'm the kind of person who I'm not too shy. Like I like to get personal with people and I think it helps establish trust. So in my friendships, there's a level of closeness and trust and confidence because we open up to each other. We're not shallow. So yeah, for that reason, I think too, that people, that's or an my important friends. point. Appreciate me. Mm-hmm. I feel like my friends have even influenced me in how I interact with people outside. Mm-hmm. Because of how I talk to my friends, because of the nature of our conversations, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't get that when I go out talking to people. So that has even affected me. The kind of conversations I have with my friends. 
I don't get to have them outside. And of course, I need to know that people outside are not my friends, but it's harder for me to have shallow conversations. Like if you're not willing to be open to talk about something, it's harder for me to jump into the conversation and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the way I roll with my friends, we go all the way. <laughs> yeah, we talk openly about things and I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ask all the tough questions, give all the tough answers, mm-hmm. talk about all the secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing to hide kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I think that has also formed my character. I appreciate having those conversations. And I come in with my vulnerability. It's not like I'm in to listen to somebody's story and right, hold right. on to mine. Right. I come open. And exactly. Then <laughs> Me too. And it's, it's not one-sided. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've actually been, I wouldn't say hurt, but I've actually been <laughs> shoved in the face a couple of times, you know, where you open up in a setting, you're talking about yeah, things been openly, there too. Mm-hmm. and then it's like, no, that's not how <laughs> it we didn't work it. out this time, yeah. <laughs> that's not how we go about our conversations here. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy to hear you, but that's it. Yeah. We are not willing to talk about ourselves in that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that brings me to a couple of benefits that I feel there are in friendship. That's definitely one because it's not in every context where your transparency is like appreciated and valued. But in friendship, it definitely adds to the friendship. And mm-hmm. I've, I've also experienced that. Um, yeah, we're... In another setting, maybe I also tried to be more open, but it wasn't appreciated or people had a different personality and it didn't work out or my mm. trust was abused or whatever or miss or, yeah, just unappreciated. Um, and it doesn't, for me, it doesn't mean that it's not worth it to be vulnerable. I think it's a good quality and I don't regret. And it's it's one of the risks that you take when you love someone is to be open with them. But yeah. so since it doesn't suit every setting, a friendship is a great setting for that because right. I think it's needed. Right. And that leads me right into the next benefit, which is that friendship is serves as a form of therapy for me as well. And I know that, you know, professional therapy has its place and one is not equal to the other. But at the same time for me in my personal life, I think the reason why I find that I don't need therapy on a professional level I mean, I, I honestly, I probably could benefit, but that's a that's another conversation for some for some certain things. But In my friendships always be beneficial. Yeah, right. Could, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could always be beneficial. But I think why I find myself not desperate for for that is that fr- my friendships fulfill so much for me in that regard. In terms of having a listening ear, in terms of kind of yeah, the openness and. I don't know. Like whenever I have problems, I know that I can count on my friends and family. Yeah. To I mean, by the hear time me out, to give me advice. Talking to most of your friends, you probably think twice. You have no reason to go for therapy, right? It, yeah. Like you really need a therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that vulnerability goes hand in hand with it because I think sometimes when people, there are different reasons why people go, but sometimes it might be to work out something that you feel is just so personal and you feel like, you're oh, yeah. not sure who can talk talk to you about it in an unbiased way, yeah. in an objective and even if way, you can and talk stuff. To but your friends, some sometimes even friends with advice, you need to get talk professional to, yeah, help. Get professional <laughs> help. Yeah, that's also there. 
Yeah. It doesn't mean you didn't, you didn't talk to your friends, but some, some things are just beyond. Ourselves. They don't, they might not have this, yeah. the tools to help you, even right. if they have the empathy and stuff. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So basically I think that I, I would have probably needed more therapy than I already need. <laughs> you didn't have <laughs> yeah. If I didn't have friends, they've saved me a lot of trouble, a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's definitely a benefit as well. <laughs> what about you? Anything to add? Benefits of, of good friendship? I agree with all the things you said. I think uh, friendship serves almost everything mm-hmm. that I consider important. Yeah, I just agree with everything you said. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add. Okay. can do everything. Everything that is important to me, my friends, help me in, in those areas. Talk about godliness. Talk about spiritual check. Talk mm-hmm. about biblical knowledge. Talk about growing in virtues. Role modeling. I was just Company. telling Cuba, I love how he's raised his daughters. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to have three daughters in Africa where, you know, girl child education is still, it's growing, but it's still kind of difficult. You sometimes find yourself swimming against the tides, mm-hmm. right? And he's been, he's been very active in the lives of his daughters. Mm-hmm. They're doing well in school. They're scoring good grades. And I like that. I told him, man, I'm taking a page. I mean, a, a page from your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so it's just all around. I enjoy everything from laughter to, you know, crazy things to sports to everything I care about. Mm-hmm. Every single thing I care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking for a place to serve. We've got steward. I don't I even have to look far. <laughs> I wanted to end it um, because I recognize it's going long, but I do have one more question though, actually. Mm -hmm. Do you have a friend, not me, (laughs) of the opposite sex who plays any kind of role in your life or played a role in your life in a particular season? Mm, Not really, but I told you about Annabella, my friend in Italy Mm -hmm. recently. We went to the same high school. We served in the Methodist Students Union. But it's, you know, it had been a long time before recently. So, yeah, she is. My, I have friends like that, but it's Nobody here close. and there. It's mm. not close, tied, and as personal as these friends that I mentioned. I do have friends of the opposite sex, but I wouldn't call them friends by definition of my own meaning of friend it's i can't just write them there as friends together with the likes of dave and right, Eric right, right, right. And, yeah so i asked because i do have a friend who's a male but i to your point i also didn't he see he didn't even come into my head yeah. because maybe he doesn't quite fit that role neatly but when I think about the purpose that he played in my life, I figure, I guess your mom was helpful to you in that regard because you and your mom have like a, a pretty open and close relationship yeah. and she's like a female figure in your life. 
Um, so maybe that, that, yeah, was there or was fulfilled in her. Um, because I wanted to make an honorable mention <laughs> mm. of Jason, who I've been talking to you about recently. Yeah. I don't know if I can call him or put him among those friends, but I have a place in my life for him and a respect for him. Mm. Because as it relates to having a friend of the opposite sex, oh, and then there's Kingsley too. Kingsley, you got honor- honorable mention Kingsley. too. Yes, <laughs> please. The thing about Kingsley, we, we were only friends for basically one year a few years ago for one year, if that makes any sense, because we worked <laughs> together for a year and we were very close. But then, Kingsley you know, after Ghanaian. the job was over, yeah, he is from Ghana or he is Ghanaian. Yeah. And then after the job was over, we kind of parted ways. We're still friends, but, you know, life. But anyway, so shout out to Kingsley. He was a very good friend as well. Very, very good friend. Um, Jason. Jason is an older friend and he is also kind of a mentor in my life. He's a Christian as well. And he's someone who played a role in my life that what can I say because my I mean I'm not gonna act like my dad wasn't there too because I know I brought up your mom and my dad was also there as far as like talking I have two brothers too but you know there's kind of a different I don't know I didn't really have that closeness with my dad that you have with your mom and Mm. my brothers maybe neither so with him, it's not, I don't remember what I even talked to him about. I talked to him about so many things, everything and nothing. I don't know. Like, I can't remember every conversation. I just know God yeah. was interlaced all through it. And the thing I like about him, what stood out to me with him and why I always kept him as a friend is because he was full of character and integrity and full of, the, and full of God. Because he was much older than me, but I just found myself always wanting to talk to him about everything. Like as much as I could, I always, when I was in college, because we were in proximity. But then even when I graduated college, I still always kept in touch with him. So yeah, so I'm I'm reflecting right now as I'm, you know, on this podcast. Why, why was that? Yeah, I think that integrity is just so, so high for me because like he was a man and it's not always easy to have relationships with people of the opposite sex. And I do think your close friends should be same gender, ideally, unless it's your spouse, you know. But even though he was an opposite gender friend, there were there was such a clear and good boundary that he kept for me. And he just played this role that he was able to be like a friend to me, but he was also able to be like a brother to me and kind of like protective and and always bringing God into everything. Just mm-hmm. everything was godly around him. Yeah, so I don't know. I can't, I, I don't know if I'm making it make sense, but. Yeah, I understand you. Yeah, he plays. He played this role that meant a lot to me, that I was able to have a bond with a male on a friendship level and like kind of companionship, kind of, but like full of integrity. Because mm-hmm. when you're like a young person, at least I'll speak for myself, I was kind of like hormonal and crazy and whatever. And so it was hard for me to maintain relationships with the opposite sex. And I think it's common. So, but you still kind of need it, you know, and appreciate it. And I was able to have that with him. And we went, I even remember we went to dinner one time after I graduated college, I think. And it was just like, so, ah. I just don't know. I don't have the words. Well, the, it was just special. Some people who come into your life to teach you specific things or to point you to specific things. Mm-hmm. Maybe 
three, four, five years from now, you can confidently call Jason a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, I call him a friend as, now, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, in light of your other friends, mm-hmm. like how you're able to call your other friends friends because mm-hmm. you've been through seasons with them, mm-hmm. cycles of seasons. Mm-hmm. I have people in my life who point me to certain things, mm-hmm. but they happened in a certain season of my life and it's some of them it's been like three four five six years Mm -hmm. i don't really keep in touch with them every now and then we we talk and you kind of go back to that season and you think about what they meant to you Mm -hmm. and how helpful they were to you Mm -hmm. but when you hit the road they are not new it's you're just carrying on from where you left off like this is where we left it and this is where we're carrying it so Mm -hmm. maybe after being through um, cycles of life, you're going to confidently say, I have a friend called Kingsley because here we are in China talking about Kingsley and you met him a couple of years ago. We're going to go back home. You, be, you, you might become a mother and still talk about Kingsley. And by that time, you record all those seasons and be like, I remember talking to Kingsley when I was in China about this. And then they're just going to fit right there. He's yeah. a friend period mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i think and i want to add one thing briefly is that they're both christian kingsley and jason are both christians and so i think i find them to be somehow family because i i see them so clearly as part of the body um and somehow related to me but at the same time i kind of don't don't exactly put them in the friendship category yeah right and something we didn't really point or i didn't really point out on my side but I think another thing that ends up happening with friendships is like you, you get to know each other's people too, kind of like, mm-hmm. like you were talking about, you bring your friends to your mom. My mom doesn't know all my friends as well as probably your mom does yours, but still I know Nikisha's parents. She knows my parents. My friends have been to my house. We know our each other's siblings. We know where each other lives kind of thing. I think, like you said, Jason was a season and it was kind of isolated. I didn't, I never had been to his home. I, I still have never been to his home anyway. I don't know much about his family, things like that. It was just something specific for a season. And Kingsley was the same thing. It was very specific yeah. and for a season. And who knows, like you said, like if later on when we have kids, maybe we'll, we'll be like, I want to bring my kid to meet Jason and right. I'll finally know where he lives and he's going to meet my child and then yeah. he's going to meet you and then it's going to make more sense. Or like with Kingsley, same thing. I'm actually hoping, I can't wait for us to have like a, I don't know if I should call it reunion because it's reunion <laughs> for me and Kingsley, but for you, it'll be the first time. But yeah, and he, and he got married too. So yeah, I remember that. I think there's always a test for friendship. Mm. Um, life is going to test the friends you have. Mm. The kind of friends we are talking about now are friends who have been tried and tested. Not that they are better than some of the other people we met, but time has proven them to be friends. Mm-hmm. For good or for bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And so when we look back to who is my friend? That's right. Like, you don't even think hard. He is my friend. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might be talking to Dave right now, or Dave is my friend. I might be talking to someone else right now. I have Chanda here. Mm-hmm. I met Chanda here. I have a Zambian friend here. His name is Chanda. He's one of my good friends now. Mm-hmm. I, I can't mention Chanda when I'm talking about Dave and mm-hmm. Eric. Well, maybe after China, we're going to go and... Depending on how the friendship goes, right. are we going to keep in touch? Is time going to prove us 
worthy of the friendship, right? Then right. I might say, yeah, Chanda is my friend, right? But as it is now, when I'm talking about Eric and Evans and Emmanuel and Dave, You're I right. can't call Chanda, but he's my friend. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we there's haven't a been through the element. test yet. Yes, there's so so. There's a French. There's a sorry, not friendship. There's an element of experiential or there's an experiential element you experienced life with them experienced things yeah. with them there's like a, also kind of a connection level where you like are vulnerable with each other you can find in each other you counsel each other whatever and then there's also this time thing like yeah that's that's definitely an aspect too of a of a real and good friendship did it did it and does it stand the test of time right yeah hmm can you think of any other aspects of a good friendship or real friendship? Maybe those are um, the three. I'm thinking about something. I don't know whether it fits into this. Okay, Can bring it out. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, you and I have talked about this in the past, mm -hmm. that the thing about growing up and not being able to make <laughs> good friends as you made in your past mm -hmm. life, mm -hmm. it's so difficult as you grow up to be able to make quality friends like the ones we have. Mm -hmm. And for me, it speaks of our formative years. Mm. If you're young now, you have to go out there and make a friend. Mm -hmm. It's important because mm -hmm. your chances decrease as you grow. Mm. You're going to make some friends. Mm -hmm. People are going to love you. You're going to love people. Mm -hmm. But there's something about the friends that you make when you're young yeah. and grow with mm -hmm. that is so hard to replicate when you're old. And I love people. I wish I could take, you know, friendship to the next level with people. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they have things going on in their lives. They also have old friends like we do. Right. And it's hard for us to meet. Like, I'm, I'm thinking about David. Yeah. David Osimensai and Cam yeah. are friends. Oh, yeah. And, and we love Ghanian. them, too. They deserve honorable mention, yes. please. Even David Emmanuel. Is, yeah. He he holds a place. Like, I make YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. I, I love for him to critique everything I do. Mm -hmm. I like him to just look at what I've done. David, this is what I did. Just look at it and tell me something. Mm -hmm. he, he fits that place in my life. Mm -hmm. But... He also recently just got married. His wife came from Costa Rica. Shout out. Um, but I don't know. We are not, time is not even giving us that space to yeah. take the friendship to that level. But they're going to be, hopefully, God willing, people who will stand the test of time. Oh, but to your yeah. point, we haven't <laughs> had the opportunity yet. Right. Like it's, you know, it's yeah. fresh. <laughs> you just think about it. It's very yeah. meaningful when it's wet. fresh. And we, we hardly make the time to talk about marriage and the things that matter to us and all that. Mm -hmm. So I believe time, time will tell. I see it happening. Mm -hmm. I see David, Skinzy. Like we had a moment in our lives and then yeah. we all went back to do the things that we were discussing during those times, mm -hmm. getting married. Mm -hmm. And now we're married. And I think time, time is going to bring us back again to talk about where we left, when we left off. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk about, yeah, this is how marriage has been. This is how life is going. This is the direction and all. We haven't had the time to 
catch up really as we used to do mm-hmm. before we got married. We were talking about getting the papers, doing mm-hmm. documents, getting married and all that. And I feel like we haven't had time to debrief. And mm-hmm. it's going to come, I believe. Mm-hmm. And by the way, David is going to be here in Chanchun this weekend. Wow. <laughs> he just sent me a message. <laughs> Way to mention it to me. <laughs> no, he just messaged me. Look at that. Amazing. I, I haven't even read some of his messages. See? Amazing. Okay, He's we'll so important to me. Like. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. He, he was a good friend to us. Or he became a good friend to us in a critical part of our lives. And for you singing. Even. Yes. You, oh, I mean, it goes deep, but we just haven't had that time to even establish it even better. But already he fits into the category of friend. And that's why he's getting this. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I should call it honorable mention, but I'm calling it honorable because we didn't mention him at the front, but at the latter part we're mentioning him. So Right. And his wife. Okay, so Man, you said so many deep things, and that's so true. I'm just thinking about, like, when you get older. And that's why mar- even so marriage is you making a friend for life. For and real? people can't even keep their marriages. <laughs> so just imagine with friendships, it's hard to keep a friendship that you've made in adulthood. Yep. Wow. It's true. There's something about growing up with someone or getting to know someone in your formative years. Mm-hmm. There's something to that. But you can still make a friend in your adulthood, but it's not yeah. as easy. <laughs> I mean, just look around you. We we have friends here, but yeah. we're still in the build-up phase. So many. So, so many. many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so many. You can't even mention them. Yeah. Okay. So, well, it was a great conversation. I feel like it's getting long. Let's just go to the takeaways or last words. Something else you want to say? I feel like I, I said mine. Okay. Yeah, if you have good friends, cherish them mm-hmm. because good friends are difficult to come by and mm. good friendships are difficult to maintain. Mm. So if in your life you realize that without even consciously trying hard, you just have a good friend mm-hmm. or you just have a good friendship with someone, mm-hmm. that moment you realize that begin to consciously care for that friendship because Mm -hmm. one day it's going to be priceless to you yeah yeah i agree and on my end i guess i just want to end how i started which is just to say i'm so grateful not everybody has good friends but we do and we don't just have one good friend we have like a plethora of friends we have a community we have a village and it's just going to be a beautiful thing. Like even when we have kids, like we have, they have so many people who they're going to meet who are part of our lives yeah. who <laughs> are just good people. And hopefully from that, they'll, they'll learn themselves to also make good friends and meaningful friendships and stuff. So yeah, a lot could be said, a lot could be summarized. Cause I feel like we did say a lot, even mm-hmm. though it started a little slow, but then it got going and I feel like there's just so much good stuff that we just talked about but yeah so thank you if you've listened this far and just go out there and be a good friend to someone too yes Yes. be a friend to someone that's a great way to make a friend don't always look out to find good people to be friends just purpose in your heart to be a good friend intentionally to someone yes i am going to 
serve someone yes in a friendly relationship mm-hmm. yeah in order to make a friend you must show yourself friendly friendly mm-hmm. yeah so that's a great last word be a friend goodbye <laughs> we love you <laughs>